So welcome to another edition of 15 Minutes with 15 West. I'm delighted to introduce you to Guillaume Alexandre, who is joining us from Geneva. Um, Guillaume is a sourcing expert and um, has a, a very sort of strong presence on LinkedIn, giving uh, advice to um, many, many recruiters um, across the globe on all of his sourcing techniques. So Guillaume, would you mind just giving um, the listeners a little bit of an introduction to yourself? Sure. So uh, my name is Guillaume. I am French because Guillaume can only be French. Uh, I, uh, I live in Geneva for the past 15 years uh, and I am a proper sourcer, um, which means I have several activities. One being I help internal recruiters and direct managers to source. So I convert people into candidates. I don't take care of the whole uh, culture fit and personality test assessment because I think that there are as many culture fits are their teams in a, in, a, in a company. I'm really here to identify, find, contact and engage with people. So either I do that on what I call sourcing missions through my company called Gate Solutions, or I uh, set up sourcing teams inside uh, big companies. Um, and I have lately also set up a training program called the People Attraction Theory, where trained sources and recruiters in learning sourcing techniques and the mindset around sourcing and the structure. What do you do? How do you start? And things like that. Great, amazing. And um, we will we will copy a link to um, your training platform as well, which is very interesting. There's some free content on there, which is also amazing. So we will um, we'll copy that uh, later oh, on um, in yeah. the links below. Um, if, if people, so, sorry, if people like free content with a friend, we just got out uh, another website called freesourcingtools.com yeah. that has 30 custom search engines, Google Sheets that can just put your sourcing onto on steroids in a bit. So feel free to check it. It's freesourcingtools.com. And as it says on the tin, it is free and these are sourcing tools. Great. We like free stuff. Thank you. So, Guillaume, obviously as recruiters and, um, you know, most of the listeners that we we um, follow us are going to be sort of on the agency side. You know, if we are um, sourcing, we're in the business of turning people into candidates, as you say, um, the first thing that a recruiter will do will jump on LinkedIn. Now, um, it would be great to understand, you know, from you why you think that's like a limit, a potentially limited, um, you know, sourcing tool. Um, you know, obviously there's a huge amount of reliance on LinkedIn, you know, these days. And, you know, is that a good thing or, or a bad thing? It'd be great to hear your, hear your views. Well, there are several things. LinkedIn is not a CV database, okay? It's full of profiles, almost 700 million of them. The great news is that the data is structured. So when you log into LinkedIn, you can't drag and drop your CV. You have to fill it manually, which makes it very easy then to search every part. So in terms of structured data, this is definitely the best. This being said, you sh sourcing is not about finding people on LinkedIn. Sourcing is about understanding the data that you already own. So in your ATS, in your whatever agency, data side, everything that you have, all the relationships you've had in the past, and really understanding where, where from there you need to go, getting a strategy and finding as fast as possible and as reliably as possible, ideally to be exhaustive and to find the right people. Mm -hmm. If you jump into LinkedIn, what's going to happen is that LinkedIn is a social network like, like Facebook and Twitter and all those ones, which is run by algorithms. Okay, so you are, without even knowing it, you are closed into bubbles. There are several things on LinkedIn that most people don't know, but are quite, eh, 
let's say, interesting. For example, if we are not connected, Lisa, and I'm looking for somebody in Rec2Rec, you're probably going to pop up because your keywords and everything on the, on the SEO search engine optimization is going to make you pop up. If we are connected, I do the exact same search. You're not going to be on page one, you're going to be on page 25. Okay, the exact same search because LinkedIn has if if people haven't seen a documentary on Netflix called Social Dilemma, I, I strongly recommend them to do so. Mm -hmm. They want to show you ever new profiles. Okay, they want to show you ever new stuff. So they are shuffling the results number. Okay, in order to give you what they think you want, even though that might not be what you've been searching for. So if I take another example, if you go to LinkedIn Recruiter. Okay, and we do two searches because we are in different companies, because we are in different places. We're both going to see the same number of final results, mm -hmm. but the order can be entirely different, which is amazingly bad for diversity because the people it's going to show on top is the people that LinkedIn thinks is most likely to come on top of your search results. So people who already have connections in your company people who have already applied in your company, people who are in your area, even though you haven't asked for people to be in your specific area, they are interacting with the results. So what you're searching is not what you're finding, what you're searching, they're guessing what you potentially want in order to show you different results, which also makes sense at a global level, because of course, if every single recruiter was just typing Java at a keyword and everybody would would see the same. Imagine the people on the first 10 pages, they would get 2000 messages a day. Yeah. So there, there are pros and cons in everywhere, but understanding how those tools work is very important. And what I think is very dangerous for recruiters is that the more you're going to be willing to, you, the more you're going to be asking to the database for a lot of keywords, you're not going to find the best profile. You're going to find the best filled profiles. So a good, a well-filled profile doesn't mean you're good just means you filled your profile, okay? So, and because you're never going to go very far away, because anyway, on LinkedIn Recruiter, you can only see 1,000 results. Um, if you're not asking too much about the data, you're missing the whole point. You're missing most of the candidates who have very empty profiles. So you can use LinkedIn as an enrichment tools from the searches you've done elsewhere, but you can also use, of course, LinkedIn to search. But the more, if you don't master it in how you're searching, you are not going to find the people that you actually need, not as fast. There are ways to fasten your processes. There are ways to do many, many things, but you have to understand how to master the system. And everybody has, has gone into an, a total LinkedIn addiction. Mm. If we just take the people who are currently in recruitment, but have either recruit, recruit a light or a sales navigator. Okay. These cost about the same. It's about a thousand euros a year. And for the last three years, they haven't really improved recruiter lights. They've mm -hmm. only improved recruiter and recruiter costs seven times more money from one day to another. If they decide, and I'm just telling you that because it has happened in Switzerland before on a big job board, they can just say, you know what? Recruiter light doesn't exist anymore. And everybody who does, does recruitment is not allowed to use sales navigator. So from one day to another, Everybody who is addicted to LinkedIn could see their cost of LinkedIn, and that definitely plays a role in an agency, to go at least seven times higher. And then nothing stops them from just multiplying that number as much as they want, because there is a total addiction to the tool. Yeah. There are many things that you can do outside of it, but being a total addict of one tool 
is extremely dangerous for you, for the future, for your business, and all the data that you're keeping inside LinkedIn, LinkedIn wants you to keep it inside. You cannot extract your network anymore with the links and emails and everything. Mm -hmm. Everything that you're doing more and more, one by one, all the availability of being able to get the data outside is getting ripped off. They want to keep you inside the system. So if you've got a large network and everything and you're addicted to LinkedIn, they can do what they want with you. You're not in control anymore. They can just scratch your, if, I don't know, if you're using automation, maybe they're going to be able to scratch your account entirely. Mm -hmm. They can multiply the prices by as much as they want. Mm -hmm. You're in danger and you need to be aware that you're in danger and developing tools and techniques outside of that can definitely help to not get out of this addiction. Of course, use LinkedIn as a tool. Yeah. But so be sure that you've got you other sources. What would you say? Yeah, that sort of takes me on to the, the, the future of sourcing and recruitment. Let's say, let's say LinkedIn didn't exist one day. What would what would be the future of, uh, of sourcing and recruitment? Well, LinkedIn will exist. It's such a profitable company. Uh, and if LinkedIn were to stop existing two seconds later, you would have LinkedIn made by a competitor that would create exactly the same because it's a profitable business. So I don't think there is a risk in seeing LinkedIn go out. There is a risk in seeing all the features that you need from LinkedIn being pulled out or being just priced at a level that will potentially kill you or kill your agency or kill your business and everything. So there are many things that you have to see outside of, of, uh, of just LinkedIn. Um, there are many tools out there. Tools will never save you. Okay. Tools are just tools. What helps in sourcing, what would really impact me is if internet was down, because that's where data is, and that would be a problem. But then data can be everywhere. It can be in tweets, it can be in meetups, it can be, it can be absolutely everywhere. And there, of course, you're going to be much slower because LinkedIn, you've got full profile, so you go straight to the point. But you can still do it outside, okay? Um, what I think the future of sourcing is going to be is when you look at tools like LinkedIn, once again, for example, the data you can get out of there is much more than just candidates. It's trends in the markets. It's where you're going to have to be. It's, it's all this movement that we're seeing now of what's called talent intelligence. And I really think that inside companies, there will be more and more talent intelligence to give insights of the business about where, uh, on, the, on the market, of the talents, on the projects, on what's happening there. Should we put our next office in this city or in this city based on the people? If we are in a candidate-driven market, let's go where the candidates are, okay? Mm -hmm. And once, and we're even shuffling the cards once again with this whole COVID situation where very big companies are going remote first. So that means that people who were before, I would say, locked in their local place, now can, you can be based in a small town, I don't know, in the UK, wherever, yeah. and you can work for the biggest American companies. Yeah. Okay, so so the competition is not local anymore. The competition is going to get global for talent. So this is definitely not going to stop. And let's face it, there are not a lot of company that when a recruiter calls can be as sexy as one of the gaffers um, because it's sexy to work for them. But that's a good point, though. That kind of almost makes the sourcing role harder, though, because if you're if you're looking for a, a, a recruiter to work for a company globally, but it could be based anywhere, for example, we're doing a lot of work in the US at the moment, like the, the clients will take somebody from anywhere in the US. It's like, well, where do you start? 
Well, that's a very good question um, because the problem is then how do you, this is a data problem, okay? So instead of playing on the data, you've got 700 million people on LinkedIn, okay? You've got 100 and whatever million in the US, okay? Or a bit more, I don't know, I don't have the figures, I rarely work on the US. So before your data set was California, okay? Yeah. Now it's just that your data set is 100 million. Yeah. So you're going to have to think about how do you discriminate, decrease the data, discrimination in the right sense of terms, to, to add constraints in order to decrease the number of people you're looking. So you're going to ha have to target different companies, sectors, things like that. Think strategically about exactly who the people that you want really, where they really are, who they're really working for. So it's not just like, I get on LinkedIn and I put Java, San Francisco, and I just call the first five two pages. Everybody thinks that that sources are baby recruiters and they're just booty and monkeys here to just, I don't know, send emails in mass and bang the phone and whatever, are totally wrong, okay? This should be strategic because um, you can be the greatest recruiter in the world. If you don't have the ingredients to cook, there is no way on earth you can make that recruitment. And let's face it, even a fairly poorly, not the best recruiter in the world, if they've got greatest candidates in front of you, in front of them who want to go, who have their skills and who are motivated to join, well, they don't have to go really far. So for me, the sourcing skills in a data-driven environment where everybody is, well, most of the people that we're looking for are have a, a footprint online somewhere. The focus on understanding the data, on mastering the data, on knowing where it's uh, where, where it is on nurturing the data, nurturing talent pools and doing all this, this is going to increase. The question I have is, what is the role of a recruiter? <laughs> okay, because if they've got the right candidates who want to go, who are okay to go, well, checking culture fit, but once again, culture fit should be done internally because there are as many cultures as there are teams in a company. Um, stakeholder management with our clients, that's for sure. As long as we're going to have humans, we're going to have to have interactions. Yeah. But we're seeing models inside companies, and I know companies who've got rid of the recruiters who only have sources working directly with managers. Managers have been trained to go through interviews, to have structured type interviews, to have all this, and all they need is to have the right candidates in front of them. From there, they take care of it. Mm. So I think sourcing is going to be more strategic, is going to go up the ladder in terms of talent intelligence and going towards strategic places of the business. Mm -hmm. um, understanding, mastering the data in a GDPR world, et cetera, et cetera. For the moment, we've got databases that are full of crap. Okay, it's not well, um, it's not well tagged and tagging is about the ID anyway, but it's not well structured. It's a mess. Okay, let's take care of this mess and I guarantee you, you're going to have tremendous results. Okay. Good advice. And what would you say your top five kind of hacks for all that all recruiters should have in their toolkit would be just to uh, um, finish? Tools won't save you. Okay. So stop looking at, well, keep looking at tools and be interested in tools and test the tools and everything. There is no one tool in the world that will do everything. And even if, it, if there were, do not buy it. Because if you have a magic tool where you put Java, San Francisco, and it gives you all the people and contacts them automatically, guess what your next competitor is going to do? It's the exact same search and what the system, because it's an algorithm, is going to get out. Exactly the same people. You're all going to shoot towards the exact same pool of candidates. 
So understanding that tools are not going to save you, that understanding your market and that you don't need the best people. You need the people who are good enough, who are the right fit. You don't need, almost nobody in the world needs the best Java developer in the world. You need somebody who can do the job, who is good enough. And good enough can take so many different ways. So understanding what good enough means for your company will help you make your search. So tools won't save you, know how to take a brief, know what you're searching for, learn the market, talk to people. And once again, you don't know, managers know. And another thing that is very important, even more if you're internal, of course, and it's harder when you're an agency, recruitment is the problem of the managers, is not the problem of the recruiters. If the manager is lacking some people in their team, they're going to fail because they don't have enough people to do their projects. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you as a recruiter, if you're internal, for example, you have targets to do, then just maybe you're going to be able to hit your targets, just not with this particular manager. So he will still be in trouble or she will still be in trouble, but you'll be safe. Okay. So, so once the managers understand that recruitment is their problem and that they need to co-construct a search, they have no problem in going through, pro, through profiles and everything. It's, it's the era of give me a final finished product and I'll decide. And then I'll give you, ah, he's a great guy, but I, I, I'd like to see one more. Mm. It means nothing. Okay, means nothing. Co-construct the searches, work agile. There are so many things that you can do to fasten the processes, to involve your managers, and to make sure that you're going to redu reduce the, the time to hire. Uh, other, ha other hack is just be exhaustive, is stop thinking that you just find one great profile, let's call, book interviews, make it happen. No. Stop strategize, know what you're looking for, find the right batch of people, contact the right number of people, the right amount of people. So you've got enough ingredients in the end, even if you lose some in the process, you don't have to start, start back from scratch. Be exhaustive and don't even start thinking that you can be multitasking in a day. You cannot, no humans can, okay, stop it. Just focus on, on um, your time by half days. There are techniques like the Pomodoro techniques, focus, be focused on what you're doing. That is very important. Okay. Um, yeah, don't forget that sources have two brains. The data brain to be able to find and identify the data, because we're not talking to people. We're talking to, we're first finding profiles and, mm -hmm. and keywords on profiles and everything. And then we need to have a great engagement brain, okay? Um, where you're going to have to be the best at engaging, because you can have the list of the exactly perfect people you need for your company. If none of them are replying to you, there is no point. You've just wasted your time. So you have to work both sides, the data side and the engagement side. Once you master both, you're a proper sourcer. And for recruiters, it's exactly the same. Is do I have, is knowing what you're looking for, mm -hmm. okay, understanding, stop thinking about just the money some person is going to bring you, okay? Think about the best interest of the clients. Of course, yeah. it makes sense, but not everybody does it. Um, yeah, think about the best interest of the clients, build relationships, because I guarantee you, and, and every single agency recruiter can say that the relationship you've got with your client is going to, this is what is going to impact the most, who's going to get hired in the end, especially if there are more than one agency on one role. Yeah, it's people, people not placements, definitely. Yes, exactly. Uh, then just, I would say hacks, think about your data, okay? understand and master the data that you own already, nurture the talent pools that you, that you already have, okay? 
because there is one thing you cannot master and you can never manage is you can find all the people in the world. You can never know when they are going to look for the next job. Yeah. But all that work that has been done should not be lost. Yeah. Should be nurtured. Okay. And nurturing is a very big part because that's another very key for an agency is what's your key setting point? Why should I work with you and not your next competitor? Yeah. Okay. What is the purpose of your company? What is the why behind building a company? And making money is not a why. Okay. Yeah. It's a mean, it's, it's great, but it should be the effect that happens after fulfilling your why is, hey, my why is to fix is to make sourcing strategic in companies okay so either fixing sourcing as one fixing sourcing as a whole and building teams or training sources so that inside companies instead of saying well sourcing doesn't work well train your people properly make them work strategically and you're going to see that they're going to save time um and they're going to save money tremendous amount of money if you, if you put an internal sourcing team um and that it just works okay but you have to do things the right way that is amazing. Well, thank you so much. That's a lot of information in a, in a very short period of time. And I think uh, each one of those points, you know, in terms of especially the engagement piece, I think is a whole topic on its own, you know, could teach teach that for, for a day. I think, you know, that's probably oh. one of the key, the key things. And maybe we'll maybe we'll do a series on, on that and we can do a few more um, sort of. Bits I've of made, yeah, I've made research with a behavioral scientist. Um, to understand what drives people's behavior. So it's scientists who work on, everybody knows that having an electric car is much better than having a big fat Range Rover. Why are still people buying a Lamborghini, for example? Mm -hmm. Okay, when they know for a fact. So everybody knows that you should put in your pension funds as soon as possible in your career. Everybody starts doing it at 50. Why? When you have a bin, okay, what, why don't you put your trash in the bin? Why do you leave it even if it's two meters away? Okay, so understanding what drives people's behavior is very important because what we recruiters have to offer is only change, is to change the status quo where the people are at, which is I have a job, I'm happy. Okay, or not, maybe I'm not happy and therefore it's easy and even the crappiest recruiter can get an unhappy person and turn them into happy. The, the, the harder is to get somebody who is already happy and get them happy, happier, put that scene in their mind and everything. And these are ways of thinking, techniques, behavioral science, message shaping, lots of things about understanding the other. Stop selling your job. Yeah, okay? true. Understand the deep motivations of people and make them realize that the job that you have to give is exactly what they want. Yeah. But that starts with sourcing. We should all be putting our recruiters through behavioral science training. Yes. All people attraction theory, they've got a part on this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, that's amazing. Um, thank you so much. That's been really, really interesting, and um, you know, a lot for us to to think about and take away. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. And if anybody is interested in Guillaume's courses, um, do have a look at the information below, and we'll uh, we'll yeah, just get in touch. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye.